Hello, I'm Cariad Lloyd, a comedian and podcaster. You may have heard me on the Griefcast where I talk to comedians about death. Um, but today it's more cheery. Uh, we're in a very lovely gardens just by London Bridge. Between London Bridge and Bermondsey? Is that where we are? I'm looking at you, Mum. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah, that voice is my mum. <laughs> Hi. That's my mum, Ruth. Come out for, Hi. for the day. Very excited. Need... <laughs> Are you excited? I'm very excited. You yeah. love a trip out, don't you? I do love a trip out. I don't mm. get out much. <laughs> you do. You love a trip out. Well, I do, but I don't get out much. No, you don't. You're right, no. Mum. And at the end of the road is the very bright orange Fashion and Textile Museum. That looks very. It looks like Californian, doesn't it? Does, it does. It looks like the Dali Museum we went to in Spain. Uh, yeah, that's true. It does a bit. Right. Well, let's go to the Fashion and Textile Museum and see what they have to show us. There, lovely. lovely. Great. Let's go. But we have to. You can't go to the gift shop straight away. No. Okay. Go to the museum bit of Tom Hi, welcome to the Fashion and Textile Museum. How can I help? Hi, can we have um, two tickets, please? Hi, I'm Carrie Ed Lloyd. You're joining me today at the Fashion and Textile Museum for Meet Me at the Museum. Lovely, that's uh, 4 50 if you have the National Art Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, can I use my art I can. Great. Both me and my mum. We're not like fashion mad, but we like old dresses, quite into old things, like costumes or like nice, you know, like just like nice things. <laughs> so the Fashion Textile Museum is full of like good dresses, like really kind of like, oh, look at that. Look at the look at the sewing on that. We're quite fans of good embroidery and stitching. Do you not think they're a bit more 80s, 90s? Yeah, the colours. Yeah. She does, she's quite bright colours, aren't they? A bit like Matisse. Don't you think the Matisse oh, cartel, yeah, yeah. this kind of thing as well, the colours, blue Matisse. So my mum did a history of art degree and my mum really loves looking at art and really loves going to exhibitions. That's like one of her favourite things to do. A nice way to see my mum and keep her happy is to go, not that she's grumpy, but means we can go to an exhibition. And I'm someone who knows nothing really about art, so we spend a lot of time going to galleries or museums with her being like, oh, that's, that was Matisse's friend. He didn't like that. He said this, and oh, that's Gauguin. He was someone, and she'll tell me things about it. So it's quite a nice way to hang out and not, spend loads of money on things we don't need because the other thing we do is shopping and then it's just very nice to go to the cafe gift shop buy a postcard uh, and then go to the cafe cup of tea cake um, I think I might have an uh, elderflower yeah sure uh, cold oh yeah can we have two please do you want any cake uh, yeah I have a brownie as well oh, two, two brownies two brownies same yeah thank, thank you very much right, sit down okay my mum's still got some of my clothes which she's now trying to give to my daughter <laughs> Aren't you? Mm. There was a very dubious looking. Didn't you say you had an old swimming costume? The elastic's gone. Oh, the elastic's gone in it. I kept it. I don't know why did you keep all your swimming costumes. I don't know why you kept all my swimming costume. I also remember the first time that um, I came into the room and told you what I was wearing. You said, I want you to wear that. I said, I'm not wearing that. I'm wearing my vest with hearts on. I remember you being really annoyed and you were like, oh, fine, wear what you want then. I was only about four, wasn't I? And you were obsessed by pink. I know, very bad feminist. <laughs> why, why did that come from? I don't know. Did you not want to dress me in pink? Not all the time. Not all the time. But I knew if I bought anything that was pink, you would wear it and we wouldn't have a shell suit. Oh my god. My shell suit was purple and pink. Purple and pink. Yeah. And um, your best friend had a thing about purple. So, yeah, do you yeah, remember? She was obsessed with daddy wearing purple. Wear purple. So when I was a child, I don't really remember this, but as my mum tells me all the time, I only wear pink. So as soon as I was in charge, I refused to wear anything but pink. But I think I basically wanted to be kind of like a fairy or a ballet dancer. In the 80s, that meant you were pink. Like, there was no other option for us. There wasn't such a thing as alternative cool fairies, like 
teaching girls how to be empowered. That did not happen in the 80s. Um, so I was into a lot of floaty fabrics. I wanted to be a fairy. That's what it was. I didn't want to be like a pink girly. I wanted to be an actual fairy that lived in a wood. <laughs> That's what I was after. And then I became very gothy as a teenager and started wearing like all black and like giant rings on every single finger and like 35 necklaces. <laughs> like way too many. And then also, well, you never liked dressing up dolls or anything like that, did you? No, I liked dressing up. Typical actor. Oh, yeah. I yeah. wanted to be a good dress true. up box. That's very true. We had a dressing up box, yeah. and that's what you used to do most yeah. of the times dress up. We Walk around to... in capes. Oh, yeah, capes. <laughs> Obsessed by capes. Petticoat. No, we used to put petticoat, oh, your petticoats on our head. To get married. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how I could be made Mariam. Because Tom was Robin Hood and I'd put your petticoat on my head and that was like that medieval... What's it called, that medieval? No idea. Wimple. Wimple? (laughs) (laughs) On my head. Hello, I'm Cariad. I'm here today at the Fashion and Textile Museum with my mum. Hello, I'm Ruth. Pleased to meet you. Nice to meet you. (laughs) And you are part of the Fashion and Textile Museum? Um, I am. My name is Teresa and I work very closely with the head of exhibitions in the kind of curation field. So at the moment I'm helping him, I'm curating with him our next exhibition about the 1930s. I recently curated an exhibition of mine about scissors, which is my special subject. (laughs) Um, And you're about to take us up to... To Zandra Road's penthouse. Not many people get to go. (laughs) And you won't be disappointed. I'm sure. (laughs) It's very exciting. Amazing. We'll lead the way. Okay, excellent. She's half the time in America and half the time here. So, wow. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it's a sort of. Oh my God! As you would expect, it's very colourful. This is amazing. Oh, I looked it up on the internet to see where we were going, and I there's <laughs> obviously like lots of pictures. But, but it's sort of like an art exhibit yeah. on its own. It's yes. like a really eclectic kind of mix that you'd expect of Zandra, like all sorts of wonderful things, very colourful. So now in Zandra Road's apartment, which we've been very kindly let into by the Fashion and Textile Museum, who are showing us some of their permanent collection, which is not currently on display, but is often used for their exhibitions. So we've gone behind the scenes here. Like it's it's genuinely hard to describe this room. There is a exactly there is a gold bust of Putin looking at me in the corner, and just a this we're sort of in the pink and orange bit, and then down the end by the kitchen is really azure blue. So did she found the museum that we're standing in? Yes, she absolutely did. And I think she was encouraged by a group of her friends who said, come on, Zandra, you know, you're in fashion. You, be, you know, you've got to create a sort of permanent place for contemporary fashion. So that was the idea. It was going to be very much about post-1947 um, fashion, so really contemporary. Um, and she had a lot of dresses herself, and she seemed the right kind of person to do it. So that's how it began in, like, 2003. This area wasn't particularly fashiony at the no, time, was it? No. No, I mean, it did, of course, have that history yeah. in sort of textiles yeah. and leather. You just mm. look around at some of these buildings and you can really imagine what it kind of must have been like so centuries ago and just the details of the buildings and really kind of bring all that to life. Yeah. So it's a kind of cool mix of kind of really the old side of London but then this great kind of new kind of creative side yes, as well. Yes. Now let's go out on the roof terrace because there's a, I think there's a 360-degree view here so we should see a lot of Bermondsey. Wow, lovely. It's very, very, very sunny out here at the moment. But a lovely breeze. Amazing, Amazing, nice breeze, yes. 
So as we're looking down, we can see the kind of long strip of Bermondsey Street that goes all the way from London Bridge to um, Bermondsey Square, which, as you probably know, is where they have that really cool market every Friday with antique dealers, all sorts of interesting bits and pieces. So I do a show called Ostentatious, which is an improvised Jane Austen show. And we dress in full Regency gear. So the boys look like Mr. Darcy and the girls are dressed full Lizzie Bennet. In Ostentatious, we do a lot of research around specifically the Regency period, but even more specifically 1814, because that's when we always, in our imagination, set the show, which is probably at the height of Jane Austen's publishing fame, to be fair. We very much got into bonnets. So the girls got really into bonnets and making, not making, but like decorating your own bonnet like Regency women <laughs> buying lots of quite into ribbon velvet ribbon and different colours but um, it's just been a series of dress sagas of trying to find empire line dresses that work for the show really um, although if you look out for 1970s Laura Ashley style smock dresses you can convert them to Regency by adding a ribbon underneath the bus line which I did and then we did a show in Bath and people came in costume and their costumes were better than ours and a lady, I said to a lady oh your costume's so beautiful and I said oh mine was actually from a charity shop it's from the 70s and she looked me up and down and said yes I can tell and walked away so I didn't wear it as much after that I thought oh maybe it's quite obvious it's a 1970s smock job um, now I have a very beautiful green one designed by a proper designer Bermondsey is most famous for its kind of leather kind of but there are lots of other industries on the back of that so that probably dates back even to the 17th century but going back to the kind of 18th 19th century particularly 19th century this is when all these kind of buildings mostly kind of date from they were all built around then yeah and if you look over on the right now that's looking, where we, is that we what, walked yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, and we Carriad was describing the um, well, factory, train yeah, yeah that's what I was going to point out exactly yeah. you realise when you look up you can see there are those pulleys so that yes. people could pull up things so they really are proper kind of warehouses and I don't know if you noticed the Morocco store. Did you see oh, that? No, it's standing no. out. It's a big sign on the building saying Morocco store. Um, and that was famous for um, beautiful kind of like leather, kid leather gloves in different oh, colours. Wow. Um, and of course, that leather originally was imported from Morocco, as you would imagine. Um, but that street leads down where the Morocco store is, leads down to the leather exchange where they did all the trading in the sort of 19th oh, century. Wow, okay. And you can see down the further end towards Bermondsey Square, the Christie um, Hat Factory, which was very famous, mm-hmm. like the most famous hat making place in the world. And also, if you notice, there's Tanner Street, you may have gone past. Yeah, so there yeah, were tanneries yeah, here. Yeah. Um, and of course, that's why the leather industry really took off in Bermondsey, because it was, you know, um, making leather and the tannery process um, is very smelly and very mm. noisy yeah, so yes. they didn't want it in the city of London so it got no, moved so out they kicked it out down here yeah but also in earlier days because for leather you need kind of cows and pigs and things you can't keep those in the city and difficult to lug them up the river and <laughs> also <laughs> carry them over so they would have this was kind of you know green land with kind of cows mm, and pasture yeah. um, and also oak trees and oak trees are oak bark is important in the kind of tanning process mm. oh, wow. You'd have put me in that. T-shirt. Horrible T-shirt and shorts. No, not a horrible T-shirt. Jazzy. 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 I'm not so keen on that, I don't think. <laughs> Look, tea towels. You're going on and on about tea towels. No, it's a top. It's got buttons on. Where? The buttons in the middle. Oh, yeah, OK. I thought it was a tea towel. <laughs> you, you can't identify Oh, well, you see, towel. that means I haven't got any. Yeah, exactly. 
I used to shop at Bieber's quite a lot, and I did keep quite a lot of Bieber oh, clothes. Yeah. And, and Carriad <laughs> took them all. Yeah, but I took, most of them. All, yeah, didn't but you? you had that long black Bieber out dress, oh, yes. and because I was a goth, it oh, was yes, perfect. It so, was. I, but I used to wear it for Halloween as a witch. Yes. <laughs> And I wore it for Halloween. At, but talk about moths, that got the moth. Oh, that did got the moth, I didn't had it? to chuck it away. In the 60s, the high street was not something that it is now, completely different, wasn't full of, you know, Zara's and H&M's and, and other stories. There was, there was not much. So Bieber was this shop where they sold purple suede boots and, like, long black dresses. And, you know, if you're living in a world of CNA, it was pretty exciting. And you, my mum would save up all her money and go and buy things from there. But then you had another dress of mine, another Bieber dress, which was... Um, what one? I hope you've still got it and haven't tucked it away. It was a long bell sleeves, brownie... Yes, I've still got it, oh, I've still right. got it. So, yes, it's a proper Bieber, bell sleeved, short, yes. brown and gold, kind of like... Like stripy kind of. What's that word, like? Chevron. Chevron, chevron. Yes, I've still got that. I could get into it before I had the baby. I don't know if I can get it. It's really no, it's tight. very small, yes. But I wore that to a 1970s fancy dress party. Oh, did you? Yeah. My mum is not a hoarder at all. She, like, she chucks. She really chucks everything away. Clear out. Everybody clear out everything. She does keep a few special things, but she doesn't understand my love of keeping things because I do a lot of character comedy, so I'll often think, that'd be good for a character. So I have loads of... I have a whole wardrobe full of character options which have things like 60s dresses in it or 70s jumpsuits or a dress made entirely of tampons. You think you never know. You never know. That might be a good character one day. So she gets very cross with that. She's like, get rid of it, don't need it. Well, you never know, do you? Remember those lovely brown oh, yeah. heels I had oh, yeah. from Miss Selfridge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, those, I regret... You make me throw stuff away. Yeah, as you're supposed to. Yeah, but I, I wish I, I had know. those heels. Well, there are, I mean, I've still got some stuff. You chuck. You're a chucker. I am a chucker, but I have still got some stuff. Tell I've me. still got a Bieber jacket. What which Bieber is jacket? A black Bieber jacket Can with I a zip up the. <gasps> that's why you're not having it. <laughs> Should have kept quiet about it. Oh, yeah, that's it. It's got a zip one. up the front with um, leg of mutton yeah. sleeve. Leg of mutton? That's, that's what they're called. called, yeah. Leg of mutton sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's nice that one. Yes. Yeah, you've got my I have, baby I've re- clothes. I've got a couple of dresses that I've saved. I remember going shopping with you. This is in CNA, and you wanted to buy me that pink suit, pink skirt, pink top. Oh, don't mention that. <laughs> and you you changed the. Do you remember this? No. The top was like eight to ten, and the bottom was six to seven because yes, I did fit. You, you, didn't you fit swapped it. them around. I, and did I, swap I around. thought it was really naughty. <laughs> it was naughty. We <laughs> 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 fitted you. <laughs> That was the first time I saw you do something naughty. <laughs> I, 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 I said, Mum, they're different sizes. Shh, shh, be right. Shh, be right. I have a daughter myself now, and I think the main thing I, I really try not to, but it's so hard because girls' clothes, baby girls' clothes are so much nicer than boys' clothes, is that everyone comments on what they're wearing all the time. So you try and be like, and I find myself going, oh, that's such a nice jumper, but also you're really brave like you have to add in something but I'm sure she probably picks up on the afterthought <laughs> that, those shoes are so sparkly but you are clever you know you do your best we've put out a kind of a brief little sort of history through sort of 50s to wow. 70s um, here we start if you see this beautiful white dress right. in front of us or yeah. a strapless dress is it a wedding dress 
No, it isn't actually. No, it's they just, would oh make a very nice wedding dress. There's basically yeah, a bra exactly. in there. Yes, it's yes. just beautiful kind of construction. Wow. And you can see the label though there. Yeah. So Christian Dior, Paris, 1954. And he brought out his first collection um, in 1947, um, which he called Corolle, which is to do with literally the botanical um, sort of term for a flower and its petals. Um, but it got renamed The New Look, which you've probably heard of. Yes, and yes. it was renamed by Carmel Snow, who was the editor of Harper's bizarre um and you can see it's all about this beautifully constructed kind of corset oh and let me i actually also want to show you this dress in the box because it's another dior oh my God. um but i think you want to That's see it because amazing. the embroidery it's because beautiful. i think you know dior's very famous for you know his atelier with les petits man those women who are sort of expert embroidery i think this was done outside house oh my god so this is just one of the skirts and then there's yes exactly there's a couple of tools kind of um, yeah on this special occasion yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God, I feel very finished. <gasps> wow. It's so beautiful. Now, of course, Christian Dior, famous for, you know, post-kind of war, think of kind of wartime and rationing, rationing of fabric. Yeah. Now, this caused a bit of a furore because some people were saying, this is a terrible waste of fabric. You know, yeah, we're just yeah, post-war, yes, we yes. can't afford to do this. And in fact, the French press, they were kind of saying, telling citizens to take up their scissors. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it all got kind of quite oh, nasty. Yeah, but not the deal. Not the deal, <laughs> not but the use, deal. use deal. less fabric. Um, but also there was a famous photo shoot. There was actually one in London, before, but also in Paris about 1947, where they took pictures of Dior dresses in front of ruins. And oh. people were like, oh, I don't know, should you be doing that? <laughs> but I mean, the idea is, you know, business has to go on after yeah, the war. Course, you yes. need people to keep buying dresses. And in fact, I was looking the other day in a library at Vogue just before the war, and they actually had a kind of proclamation, look, women, will you please just carry on buying oh, clothes? We're still going to be publishing Vogue. It's your patriotic <laughs> duty to buy fashion. Just shop. I'm so with that. I'm done with that. I, yeah. I must maintain this kind of level of business. Um, so what's the one next to that? Is that four? Is this, this 60s one. as well? Yeah, this is actually. This is a kind of Chanel. So she kind of disappeared <gasps> during the war, and there was a bit of a kerfuffle about had she been... What has she been doing? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then she comes back, and she's a bit annoyed, actually, with old Dior here, because he's sort of done exactly what she doesn't want. You know, she's he's restricting women by putting yeah. them in a corset again. And, of course, her clothes before that, they were all about um, a woman feeling comfortable, being able to slouch with her hand in pockets, maybe having a cigarette, you know, whatever. Um, so she comes back after the war in the sort of 50s and starts making these very chic but comfortable little suits out of kind of her boucle wool. Beautiful. Yeah, sort of cream, cream yeah. classic Chanel suit isn't suit. it it's yeah. exactly like you'd recognize it pretty yeah, easily yeah. with these little sort of details of kind of bling almost round the neck and the sleeves but that's because you know the outside mirrors the inside because oh, she wow. used a chain to weight the fabric oh. is that why the chain is on the bottom yeah. of all chanel yeah. just so it kind of really oh. makes it fall nicely I feel really bad because my mum, I remember one time, put on this dress and me and my brother laughed so much because actually it was an extremely fashionable 80s dress, but we were children and we didn't understand. We were like, why are your sleeves so puffed? You look so funny. And she took it off and she was like, I'm not going to blooming wear it then. You two won't shut up. <laughs> so, so, And now she showed it to me the other day and I was like, oh, it's actually quite cool. She went, oh, you said it was horrible. And I was like, we didn't know. We were idiots. Don't listen to a six-year-old and a 10-year-old. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. When you haven't had a child, you think, oh, you don't dress like a mum. And then when you have had a child, you think, oh, well, I'm just dressing like me. But now is it like mum clothes? Basically just don't want to look like your mother, do you? But then my mum wears such fashionable stuff that actually I don't mind looking like my mum because I often want to steal her stuff, which I often do. 
this one at the end that I recognise because I had, I mean, I tried on something like this. I mean, what is it? What is it? It's, well, what year, what year was this? Well, this is going to be like late 60s, probably. Uh, so this is a dress um, designed by Ozzie Clark. Yes. Um, oh, there you in, go. Yeah. And in conjunction with Celia Birtwell, with whom... Oh, yeah, that's yeah, her, that's yeah, her, her design. Sort of trademark, yes. kind of instantly recognisable yes. print. My mum got married in an Ozzie Clark oh. diffusion dress. Oh, how lovely. I know, yeah. I've still got it. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> never, never, never get rid of that. Um, but so Ozzie Clark, he was a real kind of breath of fresh air and famous for these kind of going back to that kind of 30s shape mm. um, yeah. so at the end of the 60s and after if you remember Bonnie and Clyde came out with Faye Dunaway yeah, there was this yeah, big yeah, renaissance yes. of looking back at the 30s a real contrast to the clothes of the 60s yeah it's very 30s in the kind of draped crepe style and then it's got a black skirt that starts under the bust but then there's a sort of top bit which is in a cream like a blouse yeah it's blouse. almost like an all-in-one but yeah. if you notice, there is a little bit... People. People, flesh on display, because we're thinking, yeah. you know, this is Some already... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's just like Aussie Club was so good at kind of... Um, you know, understanding a woman's body, mm. really, and just kind of shaping it just with the scissors, just kind of he knew instinctively yeah. what to do. Uh-oh. So this dress, when you look at the label, was made for Radley. That's so, my wedding Yes, dress. exactly. Radley. Oh, Radley. Oh, there you go, we couldn't remember. I couldn't remember. So these yeah, are the ones they are, I recognised it straight Yeah, right, and obviously. as you say, you could put that on now. Yeah, absolutely. So that's from the same range as your wedding yes. dress? Yes. Mm. Yes. So that's did, amazing. Well, and how much was your wedding dress? £36. Wow. <laughs> Sandra Rhodes. My yeah. mum is lying down on Sandra Rhodes' sofa. <laughs> like she lives here. Oh, yeah, I do. It's nice. Unbelievable. Can't take her anywhere. <laughs> it's such a nice museum, isn't it? Yes, yeah, fantastic yeah. museum. Really, really so nice. So let's go. It's right. Well, it's really worth a visit. Yes. It's good cake. That's yes. always start with there. It was good cake. <laughs> Nice floor when you come yes. in. It's not too big. It's not too. That's what I think. Sometimes yeah, when we do yes. exhibitions, we both get knackered. Yes. Don't we? yes. <laughs> no, we need to sit down. No, no. it's not too big. It's and like it wasn't too... you can take it in, yeah. can't you? But I thought the the dresses they've got here are amazing, amazing aren't they? Yeah. And coming up here to um, yeah, this Zandra Rose's place is incredible. Have you got you going to redo your house like this? Um, I don't think I could live with this. <laughs> I really don't. I don't think I could live with this much. Stuff no, and no, you the wanna, colours as well. You, you're a chucker, wouldn't you? Yeah, I couldn't. It, you couldn't dust I all couldn't, this. No, I couldn't. You couldn't either. No, it's too much. It's, it's too, too much. much. It's too much dusting. Um, and what dresses did you like? Well, obviously the Aussie Clark one. I Is think. Is it nice to see Aussie Clark? Yeah, it was really nice. Your yeah. mate Aussie. My mate Aussie. Yeah. And and the um, obviously the um, designer ones as well. I think it's Chanel. amazing to see a designer dress up close. Yes. Because it's like it's the same. You know, what you're saying. Everyone says about designers, oh, that looks easy. Mm. And then when you see the construction... Oh, skirt, the oh my God, that skirt. And the Dior yeah, dress. Yes. The construction on that. It's like a I building. Know. That's why they cost as much as That's they do. they cost as much as they do. They're good at their job. Yes. Well done, then. <laughs> I also, oh, I know what I liked. I liked learning that Dior, that Dior annoyed Chanel. Yes. Because I think I like that you've got that side of Chanel. So if like, you had a choice between Dior and Chanel, oh, what mom. would you choose? I know what I'd choose. Well, you choose Dior. Chanel, no, oh, Chanel. Would you? Yeah, I would. Mm. I'd love to have a Chanel suit. I would choose a Chanel suit because you're going to get more wear out of it. <laughs> <laughs> a Dior dress, you're only going to wear that's When are you going to wear you it? 
go down Waitrose. You can't. You'll get something down it. Well, yeah. Chanel suit, you could wear that. Shopping, to yes. the theatre. And then and it's quality, it looks quality. Quality, quality, quality <laughs> as my brother says. <laughs> quality, quality. Yeah, I like seeing the Aussie club. Well, we need to get your dress out now. Yes, we do. Should we bring it in so Joel can yeah. give it a clean? Give it, well, I'll have a look and suggest something with it. It's very stained, It's very it? creased. <laughs> it's not stained. It's just a it's bit... Just the no, it's yellow. It's gone yellow. Oh, someone can iron it, Mum. I don't think that's a problem. Yeah, well, I'm scared. I'm scared to even get an iron yeah, right, on it. Yeah, right, we'll bring it in. Are you knackered? Yes, I am. It's yeah, we're a bit knackered, so we've done. We done. Oh, we didn't do the gift shop. We oh, should no. go. Right, let's go and have a look. What we we'll can have buy. a quick look in the gift shop, and, and then, then go home. Well, then we're going to go. Oh, home. Right, yeah. Get yourself a card. Oh yeah, postcard. Yeah, postcard. <laughs> this has been Carrie Lloyd. Thanks for listening to me and my mum at the Fashion and Textile Museum. If you like this episode of the podcast, please do rate, subscribe, or just tell a friend who you think would enjoy it. And don't forget, if you've got a National Art Pass, you get free entry or discounts on museums all around the country. 